You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. I've just been having a chat with Mike on the phone and he kindly allowed me to take the conversation. So without further ado, um, I talked with him about his recent investigations and how he got into the subjects as a whole in the beginning. And um, bring you up to date with the werewolf diaries. There we go. Because we always end up talking about some really interesting <laughs> stuff, me and you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did write a couple of things down I wanted to go over with you because I think sure. some people are under the impression that every time you go into the woods, if you see one of these creatures, then it's all doom and gloom and, and you're going to be killed. And we both know that that's not true. But in the beginning, no. you mentioned something and it stuck with me that you you did get a feeling of disdain, almost like... Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, there's two basic feelings. Um, one is total indifference. Mm. Uh, they, you know, and then the, I just got the feeling one after, just like I was um, muck on their shoe. They could definitely feel a, <laughs> a certain level of uh, dis, distaste and certainly um, not welcome. I mean, I, so I put that down to that sort of six, eight months. Uh, I, I suppose I call it probationary period. There's a couple of times, I, I mean, one in particular, like 12th of Feb Sunday morning, um, where I was just, there was three of them. Uh, I just absolutely, I was thrown to the spot. I was absolutely petrified. But they they were just, um, they were hunting pheasant. And uh, say, uh, the one to my left caught one, I could hear the, the, the bones being crunched. So I think it must have just eating this thing whole because you know I could hear the um, the bones crunching mm. and, uh, and then the one behind me barked right. and that's what sort of snapped me out of it I, I, I just ran back to the car uh, the one where they were throwing stones at me and they, they were literally hitting me on the back of the hill left and right foot as I was walking right um, I've had the uh, bush shaking violently um, I mean one one trip up to Cheshire um, earlier this year, tree shaking. It would move most humans on, wouldn't it, when we think that they do some of this behaviour to move people on, the stone throwing and the bluff charges. And even you mentioned it um, in the document that you made, this heavy breathing that's yeah. <laughs> above your head or at the side of your ear. So we're looking at an intelligent being that could just go to violence straight away and isn't. He's trying to move people out of the, the yeah. wo- you know, the woods. And then, yeah. you, I mean, you stuck it a long time, didn't you? It was a long time, a good 18 months before things started to change for you. And I yeah, think yeah. you just got used to having you around. Yeah, it, it's, I, I, I mean, this, I, you know, it, it's, um, I think once you're in a certain area, and uh, a lot of this sort of research or hobby is, repetition you know mm. going to the same place and you know you're comfortable with them and they're comfortable with you but you know sometimes that, I think I mentioned this before I mean the example being Pepper Forest I mean you can be completely complacent 
and just completely off guard. And you go to another location and you're just um, you're thinking this is just well, this is going to be like you know, like Newly Woods or something like that. Yeah. But but you know, and Thetford Forest is going to the Willies all morning for all four hours plus hours there. That doesn't surprise me. There's some, yeah. You know, there's some strange reports come out of Thetford. Um, the red-eyed things, and me and you both know that that's normally a sign of anger. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, it's... Um, I, I, I'm glad I can tell you I've, I've done it. You know, I've been... I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I want to go back at some future point, but um, it, it's... It's sort of getting the courage up to go back, because... Yeah. There was there was four locations I wanted to go to that morning. That's that's what I did. I mean, yeah. I, I chose four specific sites that I wanted to visit, and I, I sort of spent an hour in each. But um, yeah, there were just the whole time it was just even even though you know there was still people around walking their dogs or horse riding, yeah. it, it just felt um, off. It really, it really had me on my toes. Well, I think you're used to the, you, you know how they feel. You, you kind of yeah. pick up on their intent and you're dealing with a different group there, aren't you, one that's not used to Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the thing is that the very last um, section of, of the forest I went to, because um, I, I started um, along this road, and I kind of just basically did a full circle. And the fourth and last section was more or less uh, not far from the spot where I started. And I found a couple of structures and you know, I was in there and I just turned to my right and about 300 metres over to my right there was a, there was another structure but there was a pair of golden eyes <laughs> just looking out back at me. Uh, I, I took a picture and I thought, right, that's, <laughs> that's my day. <laughs> so I went back to the car. But as, as I was leaving, I, I had a great sense of relief. Yeah. Just what you've picked up on when you've been there. I mean, you know them far better than me. Um, and I know you've told me before that they really don't have much of a white to their eye. And I can say that most of the witnesses that make reports of them, either red eye is most prominent, and I think that's because it's more noticeable, that people notice it more in the woods and yeah. the dark. Um, but the majority is almost just like a black eye. Or this yellow yeah. amber eye shine, and I mean we don't understand the eye, do we? Like we don't really understand the canine's eye either, so we don't know what makeup's in there. The vast majority of the ones I uh, I see, uh, I say they have a solid eye, black eye. Um, there's maybe about two or three that have the golden eyes, and then there's one that has blue. I've, I've only ever seen one with red, uh, but the vast majority, have, like I say, have this solid black eye. There's one up there I call Golden Eyes, and mm-hmm. there's another one that's only got one eye. So um, he's got a golden eye, but there's there's one up there that I call Golden Eyes simply because he's the, or she is the only other one that has a, a full set, and the other one. Um, I, I managed, managed to get pictures of that one twice, right. and it's, it's, he's got a left eye, but the right eye's gone. Whether it's been lost in scrapping or something yeah. like that, I, I don't know. Yeah, an accident or something. To be honest, there's been some really recent reports of red-eyed creatures. Seven feet tall, very broad at the shoulder. Um, yeah. Canic Chase area, Essex and up here near me at Winter Hill. Now, that's what I would call one of the great wolves like you. Incredibly broad. But you know far more about the physicality of them than I do. I get just very quick witness reports. People have just seen them for like a split second or something like that. But I must express to people who are listening that you've been at this at least three years that I know of. Five. Uh, five in total. Mm. Um, there, there was a couple of half-hearted attempts June, July 2016. But like I said, my first serious outing was uh, Christmas Day, uh, Sunday uh, 2016. And... I went up to Chavy Heath and uh, thick fog and I, uh, I, I parked in a car park uh, belonging to a pub and I walked across the road and I went into uh, a corner section of a wood and on the left there's like a, a single road that goes up to a farm 
an open field. And as I'm walking into the corner section of the wood, uh, uh, something uh, in my left eye, just, I just like a movement, and I turned, mm. and I caught the right shoulder and the right side of the head, and whatever it was, it was two foot bigger than me. <laughs> uh, it just turned back into the fog, and that was when I was like, right, okay, I'm a believer now. I'm a believer now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that kind of got me out right. pumping a bit. But, oddly enough, I mean, that was, um, I think it was either May or June of the same year, 2017, where, um, the following year, where I first, first saw my first wild man walking yeah. in between some trees. But the thing is, in Jan- the first weekend of January 2017, that's when I found the birthing den where uh, I took the picture and it's, it's peering at. Uh, you just see the muzzle on the nose and it's just leaning slightly out of the uh, top cover of a tree. But it's a birthing den. And uh, I, I had a few others uh, and a few other pictures but that weekend it was just, the weather was just wrong but uh, it really um, it really started proper um, weekends or you know when I get days off and then obviously um, obviously just trying to spend as much time up in Nooney Woods well say Nooney Woods is about seven or eight different woods and Nooney Green and um, obviously um uh, sort of trying to figure out uh, which zone is, is uh, um, where they live or the playground uh, where they go hunting I mean they hunt all over the woods um, I mean I, I, actually it was only about a month ago where I saw um, uh, another deer taken so this time with like a big long black arm just came out and just took it uh, from the undergrowth and just took this deer like in a judo throw and just just took it and it was gone. I think the first time you saw that, for anybody who's new, um, they actually jumped from the tree. And now anybody that's into this research will instantly think, I've heard that before. We very rarely look up when we're out researching. Well, I do now, obviously. But in the early days when you had to, all your ascensions down on the floor and you're looking for structure yeah. and sign and footprints... And that time for you, he, he actually came from the tree, didn't he? Uh, that was, I think, November 2018. And I was walking around this tree. It, it was, again, it was a really cold, horrible, rainy day. And I was walking around this tree, and I was thinking there's one here. And I just walked off about 20 metres or so off to the left. And I started pouring a cup up, and these three deer uh, came down a pathway. And they went past, and where I'd just been stood, this huge block of Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out of the ground, out the top of the tree, mm-hmm. hit the ground, went off to the right. And I was just, I, I literally was really to the spot. Of the three deer, two ran back. And I thought, oh, it got one. So I, I just dumped everything. And instead of going back, I just went over to see if I could find any uh, blood guts or golf, but there was yeah. nothing. It was just like it just picked it up on the run. But the, the speed of this thing dropping out of the tree, hitting 
the ground and going off to the right was it was almost like that, the blink of an eye. Uh, I mean, it was just it was just fast. The fast and fluid is is the way. I, I mean, I and this there's, there's this other thing. This this it's one of the things that creeps me out. I'll be honest. It's the ability to jump from a standing position really, really high. I mean, the reports on Snowdonia, um, he cleared a six-foot fence from just standing, from standing height. In, in five years, I've only ever seen one ever jump through through the air. That was 2018 again. And um, I, I, I just sort of finished up the afternoon. I was walking back to the car. And I had two following me, one on my left and one on my right. Mm. And um, I, I, I couldn't see them, but I could hear them, because they were deliberately making yeah. a noise. Letting you know. And then the one on my left just went suddenly quiet. I was, I'm just a few metres uh, from the main road. This, this thing just leapt out uh, 20 or feet, so um, like a ballerina just doing a high, high jump. Like it was just gliding through the air. It was just graceful and effortless. It, it was, um, that's, that's one of the most um, awe-inspiring uh, things I've seen. Could you imagine just walking out of the woods one day, you hear a bit of rustling and you don't really know what's, you know, there's an animal in there yeah. following you. It's not like that for you. You know what's in those woods. Yeah. And what's following you out again? I mean, how do you keep your nerve together? Well, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I was. There was days when you know I felt okay, and then uh, actually after that incident on the twelfth, it mm. took me about another six weeks to get the gumption to go back. It's understandable, you know. It's uh, understandable. <laughs> It's a seven-foot killing machine that can be silent if it needs to be. It can use infrasound on you. We can, we'll get into oh, cloaking in a bit. Yeah. I mean, they can cloak, so you, they can disappear in front of your bloody eyes. You've got yeah. m- mothers protected of, of young. You know, it's not surprising that we do stumble in on these incidents. And, I mean, well, we can even talk about the missing later on, but there's all that that goes around it. This like killing machine, but you notice something that many others maybe have. I'm not sure, but there are actually different kinds of them. I think everybody yeah, thinks it's just this one kind of, of wolf out there, bipedal wolf, whatever name we want to give it. Well, I, I know that we we have about three types, and basically, I, I call them a long tail, yeah. short tail, and no tail. And the, the sort of because uh, the guys uh, I visit, they they've got long tails. Uh, I think one guy reported seeing one that didn't have a tail, and it, it seems to have like a, a short tail. But maybe like some England. You notice a difference in aggression in them. Is, is some more so aggressive than others? I, I still hold that the more north you go, the more open terrain that there is. The more I, I wouldn't say that you know like that they're hunting people and whatever, but I, I think they're just a bit more uh, slightly aggressive, a bit more in your face. More territorial, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the ones down here. I mean, um, uh, slightly more passive because obviously there's a lot more people around because you know there's a lot more uh, activity down here in the southeast. Um, I say they they come into town, so I mean there's there's mm. plenty of scraps and what have you. But I, I certainly think the more open terrain, yeah, the more. Um, they know there there, there's no one there to compete with them. I, I still believe that people have been um, taken. I, I'm kind of in that camp now. Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about Paul Kemet. I mean, that's one yeah. area of the UK where we can say that there has been wolf reports and there, there was this bit, a missing male and that's another one that comes under yeah. the no suspicious circumstances umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed um, quite a few around the Bury St Edmunds area as well and an area in Leeds where we've got lots of cryptid reports and we do have missing males and it seems to be males rather than females. Yeah. Possibly would maybe see them as aggressive or aggression or something. Maybe they feel more threatened by a male than a female, I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... 
when it comes down to deliberate targeting, uh, I, I think that is a very rare thing. Mm. But I, I think in most cases, it's like just being in the wrong place at the wrong time and di- and, and doing something, you know, you know, to trigger it. Well, that's it. We stumble into things, don't we? I mean, like we said about, we know that this structures and dens and we know these females yeah. around and young and I'd fight to the end for my, if anybody's trying yeah. to do it in my, I think yeah. it's exactly the same for them. Um, many people will say to me, I'm wrong to encourage you in, in what you do, but, you know, they don't know you like I know you. And, no. you know, you, you've had them around the home and you've had no trouble. You know? No, I, I, I mean, uh, actually, I, I, I sent you a couple of pictures later. Uh, mm. One that was just about two doors down. Uh, outside the front door. I mean, I, I got a couple of pictures of them watching me uh, when I go to the car because I, I normally sort of leave for work about 20 past five in the morning. And, you know, I mean, it might be 100 metres, 150 metres away from me. I mean, I've got one hiding behind the car looking at me, another one mm. uh, on the street. Uh, bearing in mind that uh, the River Kennet is only about, maybe about less than 200 metres from the door here. Easy access, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, they're down there. Um, but at the moment, um, I say they're, they're still coming in the back garden. Um, you know, they're, they're at the um, front of the house. I mean, um, yeah, normally I just go out for a sort of last smoker at night, yeah. 10 o'clock. Uh, and there's uh, there's one that's been kind of um, I suppose I, I call it guard duty. Uh, they're definitely watching. I guess birds are curious. I mean, you found a structure just at the back of the fence, didn't you? So mm. I mean, I, I actually I tell you, I, I, I know this might be a bit hard to believe, but um, the one through period where um, we were flipping the locks on the door. Yeah. And my missus is in the kitchen and they're doing this about sort of quarter to ten to six. And, you know, she's calling out my name. Yeah. And then about six o'clock I walk in and she's like, you know, why, why do you keep do you coming in the, the door? door and then walking out? And I'm son of not, I'm just coming right now. And then um uh, we we got a double security lock yeah. on, on the front door. And ten past three Maybe three weeks ago, ten past three in the morning, right. on a Monday, both locks flipped and the door opened. Oh! Uh, I just went downstairs, you know, I was having a look around. There's nothing, so uh, I locked the door, uh, went back upstairs, got back into bed, and I was just thinking, guys, come on, you know, I've got to be up for work at you know, five o'clock. <laughs> and it, it was, um, I kind of drifted off for a bit and then uh, uh, woke up. I looked up and um, there was one in the doorway of the bedroom. Just, just looking. Just watching. Maybe that four years ago now. No, three years ago. Mm. The, the one that was tapping. I was in bed and it was, I could feel this sharp object uh, tapping me on my right shoulder. Right. And it, but, but before that, it was this cold breath on the side mm. of my head. Or like heavy breathing. And then I got this tapping, like, like a forefinger. Yeah. And a nail. Yeah. Just tapping me on the upper arm. And then it walked down to the uh, to the end of the bed. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to count to ten. Open my eyes. And it's just that I'm going to freak out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't There's nothing there. I mean, people would think that with me and you are probably crackers. But there is, a, for me, there's, there's always been a curiosity about them. I want to know, yeah. you know, how they live, what they do, how they have the young, all of the above. And there's lots of other people that have those questions as well. I've only ever seen them in the home, in my home, once, and that was after the night on the barrow, and I think that's because I gave him a choice, because I realised when I was up there that he was kind of bound to the land, he wasn't able to leave in any way, almost like he was enslaved, and I said to him, I mean, he was awful with me at first, don't get me wrong, he really was, but I felt that night he just kind of pushed me off the hill, with just physically kind of pushed me down the hill didn't do anything and make a noise or anything like that but it was really angry that I was there and all night I really felt compelled to go back and the next day I asked Mark to take me back and he did and I said to him you just leave me sat here on my own for a minute while I have a talk and he, he went and I just said to him look I know you've never had a choice but I'm giving you one you can stay here 
or you can come with me, or you can do both. And I just heard this voice in my head saying, nobody's ever given me a choice before. And I said, well, as long as you don't scare me children and you don't upset the neighbours, I'm perfectly fine with you coming around. And, And that night I was working, I was sat at my desk in my bedroom, just tapping away. And I knew that if I looked up, there'd be something on the stairs. And I had that little battle inside, you know, where you're like, don't look up. And then, you know, you've got a, and, yeah, you've got a devil and an angel on both shoulders and one ear's there. So I just thought, oh, I'm going to look. And I looked up and he was magnificent. He wasn't frightening. He was absolutely magnificent. He was yeah. very black in colour. He's, he's very shiny, beautiful coat. And he just looked yeah. at me silently. I never said a word. And I called him the silent one for a really long time. And then I asked, weeks later, he was on my mind, and I asked what was his name, and I got the name Mac. And so that's how I think of him in my head. And I was working on a case in the Galloway Forest um, with a locksmith that had encountered two great wolves on the property. And he'd started doing a lot of investigating into ancient names and place names and things like that. And he sent it over to me, he said, "Uh, I've come across some really old Celtic names for you to have to have a look at. And the very first one on the top was Mac, and it meant the wolf. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that was very fitting. And he will, I don't see him all the time, don't get me wrong, you know, he's not sat at the table, but every now and again, I'm a bit worried about something or I'm a bit scared, I'll kind of get a vision of him in my head and it'll give me a little bit of strength and I think, right, it's almost like a guide for me, to be honest. So we're talking about Rayla, um, I just finished speaking about the, the Mac, as I call him, that i seen around the house. And yeah. as you were just explaining to me then, you've seen them around the house very recently as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to say the money just gone, um, sort of uh, nipped out the front about 10 o'clock for uh, smoke. Mm-hmm. And I say, I mean, normally I... Before I go to bed, I always get this feeling that there's somewhere along the alleyway just watching. And uh, I sort of open the door, up left and right, stepped out. And, and more or less instantly, just all the hairs on my body just went up. And I had a bit of a, that sort of vibe that I talked about just sort of kicked in instantly. Yeah. And I turned to my right and I got my phone out and I took a picture because it, it was something moved uh, at the mm. street lamp into the, into the shadow. And I just managed to get the back part of the upper right arm as it moved. You can see the guy's fence line and the ladder. Mm-hmm. And in broad daylight, obviously, you can see right through um, to the other side where you can see houses and there's a gap. Yeah. But so where the gap should be, you should be able to see uh, <clears throat> some of the trees that go yeah. on the back of the, of the River Kennet. Yeah. Uh, and there's some down there. But obviously, it's blocking the view. Mm. It's that big and wide. It's yeah. actually blocking a gap between the view of the two houses. Yeah, I've actually, I'm running the, the images now as we're speaking so people can see them. Makes it easy for them to understand. And then it, yeah. this, this, I mean, I don't want to jump off subject, but that's one thing that you do. You got a very good photograph near a gate. So you went back and you photographed the gate in the daytime. Yeah. making So you can yeah. show that there's no anomaly there. There's nothing there that you could be mistaken for what you've seen, and that's what's happened with the ladder shot, isn't it? There's yeah. nothing there. It's not a chimney. It's not something man-made. There's nothing there no. to account for it to be blacked out. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it's just... Um, you can see almost like the, the upper shoulder and the, uh, the upper bicep, uh, a bit of a, an elbow. Mm. But it's, it's, um, it's kind of moving out out of the light in, into the uh, shadow. But yeah, I, I, you know, it kind of made me give a little jump because I normally, um, it's, uh, you know, the normal drill is, you know, sort of wait five minutes yeah. and, and you start picking up the vibe, but this was just like almost instant. So I think it was a surprise just as I was. Yeah. I, I don't think I had time to sort of get uh, settled the evening. Actually, actually I, what I'm thinking, uh, about Kane is uh, maybe setting up a camera in the bedroom, looking in the main window, to, you know, keep the curtains on, and say between the hours of two and four in the morning, see if anything starts sticking its head. 
up well, against the window. Yeah, what have you got to lose? You know? Well, it's it. it. actually trying to convince my partner that you do it. I know what you mean, though. You'll find that you'll watch it. I mean, I, I did the same. I've got a camera out back and front. And I spent hours, you know, on, on rainy days going through it trying to see. And um, I've never really picked anything up, to be honest. But honestly, the cameras that I've got are not that great. They're, you know, they're not the most modern cameras. So we've got yeah. to shoot for an upgrade. But you're not the only person who does this, is interested in this subject or investigates yeah. it subject where things show up at home. Um, yeah. And obviously, like you, at first, you go out and you find your area and you start getting to know your clan or your pack, and that's when the, the visitations at home started. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about was actually the clan members. So I don't think I've ever got you to do that. Would you tell me a little bit about each one? Uh, well, the most prominent one I have contact with is uh, large female yeah mm-hmm. initially when I first took her uh, December 15 Food's coming in. Everything's, yeah. you know, everything's birthing at this time of year. It's if you if you're in tune to the natural cycle of the earth, then this is a great time to give birth. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. good weather's on its way. It'll be near. You know, we're only what four or five weeks off summer, so it makes yeah. perfect sense to me. You, you hear with it with a wild one as well. It seems to be the first new moon in January. Um, people all mm. there's just a quietness from middle of December de- December till about mid March. This year's different, but normally there's a real quiet time. And then once you get to the new moon, say February March, when the new food stuff's coming up, you start getting new reports, sighting reports that come in. So there's definitely an ebb and flow, you know. Yeah. Have you been out recently? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I,
I was doing, because I say normally there's a section of Nooney Woods I sometimes go to. So I know the wild men are around uh, from sort of January to April, end of April. Uh, and then, you know, they, they kind of like sneak away. Uh, and then the walls kind of dominate. But um, this year, I haven't seen much signed. Uh, I mean, I, actually, I mean, I've, I've seen um, in an area where I normally see uh, bedding, where they just snap the, the fir branches. And they kind of make like this bed on the floor. Yeah. Uh, um, I couldn't see any of that this year. Just this year is completely different. I think it's to do with COVID as well. And the fact that, you know, for the last 12 months, there's not been that many people out and about. I know it does seem like that to some, but the roads yeah. are dark at night. It's much quieter. There's less cars on the road. Um, and I think they've taken yeah. advantage of that. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done... Um, I mean, normally... Um, like I say, uh, I come up to Whitney and then I leave early hours of the morning to go to work back to Reading. And, you know, sometimes, uh, at 10 to 5, quarter past 5, there's a section I drive around because I always get a feeling that, you know, somebody's got to jump out. <laughs> but, um, I say the, the thing is, the traffic's starting to pick up. Right. But, uh, I, there, there's, a, there's an area where, um, I just kind of feel there's always something there. I mean, I, I, I've never, never had the, um, the situation where something's jumped out and sort of made me go, oh, God. Yeah, just feeling something's around. Mm. Uh, you- I mean, like last Thursday morning, um, 20 past five, I just thought, you know, I, I just thought, no, I've got to be there. Uh, there was a couple of young ones there. And Sunday afternoon, I was out and I found um, a couple of trees had been pushed over. And uh, there was a family young and um, could they, they sort of burrow out from the base of the tree, mm-hmm. and they got the roots sort of kind of providing some sort of front cover. And um, yeah, you know, it's uh, kind of kind of yeah, you know, I kind of saw it and I thought I backed off a bit, but um, yeah, it's uh, well, that's good. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah. You clearly, you must be connected far more than you know. If you're picking up on that they're in an area and you feel compelled to go there, you know, that, yeah. that's the bond, isn't it? It's a connection somehow, you know. And I've actually yeah. put, um, there's a photograph on the screen now of the den that you're talking about. Very natural looking, you know. Yeah. Uh, very natural looking, would blend in, you know, not your typical bushcraft as people would say it's, it's very interesting to me i've seen similar things in scotland in uh bloody moss um yeah. which is an area way up near inverness um but yeah very similar thing and normally in the springtime as well do you remember the strange deer leg in the tree mystery that we went back and forth on do you remember that i keep finding these deer legs that <laughs> yeah hung up in yeah, trees yeah. we had another one this year just this weekend gone Um, Lake District, which is the first. It's never been the Lake District before. But for anybody who doesn't know, it's normally a male deer leg that's hung quite high up in the tree. Very fresh, and we don't know why. Um, I wouldn't class it as cat-like because there's no other body parts around and the legs are normally twisted and hung up in the tree. Um, And I just wondered, if have you ever noticed when you're out anything like bones in the tree? I, I found uh, deer parts all over the place. I found uh, a couple of sheep skulls. Uh, I found uh, sort of pigeons that have been stripped. Uh, but, you know, I kind of think maybe that could be any kind of uh, predator, you know, fox. But, but the, the deer, um, like I say, I mean, earlier this year I just saw a deer get taken down. Yeah. Um, and it was hiding in the hollow. Uh, so it was, it was like a big left arm that just came out of the ground and just grabbed this bucket of judo throw. <sighs> and it flipped this deer on its side and I just saw the white underbelly. But it was just, um, I mean, the arm coming out over this big black arm. And it was just, um, you know, that, that kind of seemed like take forever. But when this deer uh, came back, it was boom, it was done. I think that was about the fourth time. Yeah. 
Mm. I think something um, taken down. Mm. You know, the, the the one that really um, uh, is uh, the February, uh, 12th of February one, where there was three of them, and then the one that jumped out at the top of the tree, where I've been, about I think it was November 2018. <laughs> and, you know, again, you know, it was a cold, miserable day, rain, and mm-hmm. I'm walking around a tree, and I'm thinking, there's one here, there's one here. And I walked off maybe about 20 odd metres off to the left. These three deer walked by, and they just hit the point, you know, this big block of black fur, just out the top of the tree, hit the ground, up to the right. And it was almost like a blink of an eye speed. It was just, it was, you know, two deer ran back, because there was three walking along uh, the pathway. I was pouring coffee, uh, I froze, and then something kicked in and go, let's find if there's any gore. <laughs> I, I, I went and I couldn't find anything, so I, I can only see it must have picked it up on the run. As she's speaking to me, I've got an account in Africa, and I know it doesn't seem like it's connected, but one of the things that they talk about is these like half monkey, baboonish creatures that they can't describe that drop from trees incredibly fast and take down wildlife like impalas and things like that it's exactly yeah. the same motion that you're speaking about there and they just lull the animal into a false sense of security by being up above it and then they just drop down grab the neck twist the neck or the leg if it you know it's not a swift and yeah. it's done it's over and done with and away they take it and it's gone and it just it's so fast and so smooth, as you're reading it, you're thinking that couldn't be possible. But I've, I've seen shadow move that fast. I mean, I call it shadow. It makes it easy for me to to deal with it. But you know what I mean? I've seen that yeah. movement and how swift it is. And it's for me, I can't dwell on it because it, it just pulls up the fear factor of, I don't know, Just it does. It just triggers the fear in me. It's different for you. You've built up a, um, a stronger relationship than I've got. I mean, that's what, I mean sorry, I mean, um twice uh, where I've frozen literally you know to the mm. spot where I've been absolutely um, terrified there was another time where I was uh, found some prints and I was following it and my brain was going turning around turning around mm. and I just felt whatever I, I don't know why I was, it just felt like it was 200 metres in front of me but it just kind of felt like that mm. uh, I was thinking this thing's hungry and it doesn't so you know, I um, I sort of bowed out and called it an early day. But yeah. I, I just felt that, like this thing was like, really, really hungry. And but um, you know, there's, there's a two uh, couple of times um, you know where I've literally been ripped, to, you know, frozen to the spot. But um, you know, they, they just completely ignored me. But I, I think it was. Um, you know, so in both occasions, it was just the fact that literally right in front of the uh, third one, mm. they just rose out of the underbrush. I, I, I never saw it, but it, it, it went up. It was on all fours, and it just seemed to be like moving effortlessly, you know, like gliding. Yeah. And it went up on two legs and then turned left into the tree line. And um, it, it just really wasn't bothered if I was there or not. I was so surprised and shocked, I, I, I just stopped. Well, I've had um, a lady get in touch with me and she's in a similar, kind of similar situation. She's been working the same area for a long time. So she's had an interest and she's finally had a sighting. You mentioned something and it's it ties into the same theory that me and you have on hair. She said she didn't know whether she was looking through it as it was moving or because she could see the greenery through it. So I explained to her that about this hollow hair theory that it kind of bounces back the surroundings. So you get that predator yeah. thing. Um, and that's kind of what she was describing. She could see the movement and the shape yeah. of what was making it, but it was almost like she could see through it. So I went back today and I had a look at how many times that's come up. And it was at least 25. There were 25 other people that had called it everything from a glimmering right the way through to a prismatic being. And they're talking about something that's reflecting 
back its surroundings. Have you ever seen them? Oh, you have. You saw the cup, didn't you? Learning to yeah, do I, it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was in. Um, this was 2017. Uh, I'm and uh, uh, end of March, April time. Uh, I, I just, um, I was on a back road. Um, just come off Dead Man's Lane, turn left, and I was taking a back road home. And there was, uh, I think it was about two or three horses, uh, mm. uh, ladies riding horses coming up towards me. So I bought over the stop. And I looked in my uh, right side mirror. I did a double take because it was just what looked to me like a massive wolf's head, but the, the, the shade was matching with the greenery around it. And you know, the, and I was thinking, oh, the horse is going to jump or or what? But no, they just carried on like nothing was there. And then I can't remember who, but someone um, sent me a photo from another forum of one up in a tree from mm. Australia in 2015. You, you can see the outline of a, of a canine head. But, but the head is matching with the bark of the tree, the foliage, you know, almost like a, a, a three-tone camouflage pan. Like a natural ghillie suit. The hair is yeah. a natural yeah, ghillie yeah. suit, yeah. So no wonder they can hide in plain sight, if it, that's what you're dealing with. And, and trees uh, and shadow and, you know, perspective, it all plays into it. I, I sort of kept that to myself for a long time, and you know, until, mm. um, you know, so somebody sort of sent me that and I felt a bit more relieved because, you know, yeah. sometimes you you can see or experience something and then somebody goes, yeah, yeah, mm. you know, you're not going to believe me but this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you go, well, funny enough, it happened to me as well. After a certain period, you kind of get accepted and, yeah. you know, I, I can be pretty um, blase in Nooney Woods or the surrounding area. But, uh, like I said, go to the forest. I was I was on my toes for four, over four hours, and then <clears throat> there was a place I went to, um, but it certainly kind of got my interest. Uh, there, there's a village uh, just outside uh, Whitney called Minster Lovell, and there's a, there's some woods uh, around there. And about two Saturdays ago. Um, just after lunch. It was a really nice uh, afternoon. And I just got this urge to go there. Mm. So I thought, right, I got in the car and went there. And I turned to my left, you know, I was at a park up and I turned to my left and uh, looking through the trees. And something big, black and furry just moved in between the trees. So I thought, right, okay. And I drove off and then the following weekend, came back back prepared. And sure enough, uh, I found um, a uh, makeshift gang uh, walking around, but uh, the vibe I was getting was like, well, okay, you can walk around, but you can have your five minutes, but you've got to go. You know, they, they'd already sussed out what I was there for. Um, second time around, uh, I went this Saturday, and it wasn't too bad. But, you know, I, I could hear movement, but I couldn't see anything. Um I walked into a clearing and I just kind of felt there was like uh, a couple, uh, maybe about 300 metres further down on the left, right. you know, watching me. Mm. Uh, took some uh, pictures. But I found a print and uh, it, it definitely, as I'm walking back to the road, um, you know, it, that, that sort of unease kind of, dissipated it, you know, it yeah. got better as I got to the road. But as I got out of the car and walked into the wood, and uh, maybe got about 100, 150 metres, then, you know, obviously, it starts picking up, you know, you start, I, whether they're projecting that ceiling or not, uh, the hair's go up, but it's sort of like, well, okay, you can walk around, but you can go in like five minutes time, because after that, um, you, you got to go. What are your future plans for this year? What have you got lined up? There's some spots in uh, Gloucestershire that have uh, kind of got my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, some parts in Cheshire, uh, you know, my home county. Uh, I'm going to try and compile or try and do a part two. Um, 
you know, the Canis Leaper. Yeah, a few more field reports, try and make it a bit more meaty. Uh, there's uh, sort of interest, uh, say, Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, uh, Herefordshire, uh, Nottinghamshire, quite a, uh, been up there twice. Uh, went to see a, a, a chap who, uh, in contact with me. I mean, you know, the first trip there, we saw us about a six, seven foot grey one walking in between the trees and back up a second time. Uh, me and my partner, we, we parked up, got out of the car, was across the road, and there was a big mass, uh, black one, um, right to the ground in a field and, the tree line's not that thick, you can see it. I looked at him, he looked at me, and he was gone. Man. He bolted. There's um, uh, a lot of tunnels underneath Nottingham that stretch yeah. up through um, Derbyshire and come up to the Pennines. And yeah. they go down south as well. So it's worth me asking if anyone's listening, if they know of any areas where they've picked up on something like this, get in touch with me and I can get in touch with Mike. And then I'll get you two, two of you chatting because they might be able to get you into an area uh, where they've had a, a, either an experience or they've picked up on something strange or saw the structures that they've seen going past as we've been talking. So if you can help out and you can suggest anywhere that Mike could visit over the next few months during the good weather, let me know. My email address is in the description below and I'll put you in touch with Mike. So I hope you enjoyed that. I'll be picking up with him again in about six weeks' time and he'll give us an update on uh, how he's been going and show us some more images. So thank you very much for joining me and I'll speak to you all next week. Good night, everyone. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.